catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Hopelessness is the root of anxiety, mental illness, and depression. It's the source of all misery and the cause of all addiction. Yet, in a bizarre backwards way, death is the light by which the shadow of all of life's meaning is measured. Think about that for a second. And welcome to Tony's Tech Side. Yes, this is my tech side. I live stream on www.africatechradio.com every weekday from 9 a.m. West African time till midday. Wherever you're listening from, like, comment, and share. We'll learn a tech word today. So I would also be sharing the most important, most impactful, juiciest tech stories on the continent of Africa. You can, you know, share your thoughts with me, the rest of us here on WhatsApp text or send a voice note on 0913-558-1766. Please add plus 234 if you're texting from outside Nigeria. Today also, the last day, 31st day in October. Yes, we're going to be having episode three of our cybersecurity series with Ethnos. Yes, if you're listening to this afterwards, then it means that you should just look out for cybersecurity for SME growth. Yes, that's what we're going to be talking about today across all streaming platforms, Africa Tech Radio. Today, in the year 2000, yes, Russia launched the Soyuz TM-31 carrying the first crew to the International Space Station. And the International Space Station, otherwise known as the ISS, has been continuously manned since the first mission. So to give you a background of what the ISS is, the International Space Station, is it's a place where we can have... It's like a human-tended lab in low-Earth orbits that is used to conduct research in biology, biotechnology, materials, physical science, tech advancements, development, research, the effects of long-duration spaceflight on the human body, and they've even acted a couple of movies, yes, on the ISS, International Space Station. So that's like the only permanent place for now, outside of Earth, that human beings can go and stay for a while, yes. It's been described as the most expensive single item ever constructed. As of 2010, the total cost was $150 billion dollars and this includes the nasa's budget of 58.7 billion dollars um from the station from 1985 to 2015 russia's 12 billion dollars europe's 5 billion dollars japan's 5 billion dollars and canada's 2 billion dollars and the cost of 36 shuttle flights to build that particular station which was estimated at 1.4 billion dollars each or $50.4 billion in total. Assuming 20,000 person days of use from 2000-2015 by 2 to 6 person crew, each person day would cost $7.5 million, less than half the inflation-adjusted $19.6 million. And this is per person of Skylab. And just to put things in perspective, Earth observations are taken from space. That's the most important thing that we've been able to achieve from um, space. Things for the past two decades from that space station, we've been able to get data that has revolutionized how we track the weather and how we forecast the weather. Yes, weather forecasting and also land use, geophysical atmospheric changes. It's just literally where you can sit, right, or stay and have a full view of what the Earth is about, right? And where you can just watch Earth 
and see how things actually happen and you can send back information to those who are on earth but the iss the international space station won't last forever stresses on the primary structure have accumulated over time including the effects of changing temperatures as the station swings in and out of view of the sun in 2022 nasa announced that the station's operations would end in 2030 this was january 2022 after which it will fall into the pacific ocean after the station's operations ends in 2030 and mm, you can get more information about this on arts and culture google.com exactly our tech word for today social engineering Yes, it's a month of cybersecurity and every word as we walk through the month of October would be on something on cybersecurity, social engineering. Now think of social engineering this way. Instead of breaking in or using technical hacking you know, skills and techniques, social engineering is it's, a, it's growing and it's also a popular way to access restricted resources or information. Yeah. So what it does is it relies on user manipulation and human psychology. So an employee might get an email from, you know, a social engineer, you know, saying that, oh, I'm the IT guy and you need to share me your password so that I can help you correct your password or change your password, right? Something like that. Or I'm trying to find, you know, there's a problem with your virus or your antivirus in the company and I just need you to share blah, blah, blah. And that's really, that's really just it. And then you would willingly give, you know, your own information out and voila, that's it. It's gone. Like, oyasakutilo. <laughs> You don't go exactly. So that's usually how it happens. And once it happens that way, anybody can can be social engineered. Anybody. And today, as we talk about how important SMEs are to the continent of Africa, SMEs literally run about ninety percent of you know eighty to eighty percent plus of the jobs, and contribute about sixty percent um, to uh, GDP. We just know that the life wire of our economy is hinged on SMEs, and if SMEs are run by people who are not exactly cyber aware and cyber secure you think your business is you you are your business once you get hacked once you get social engineered you transfer all your money is as good as all your business money you know goes out or you give your credentials out your passwords and whatnot is as good as all your business you know credentials are actually compromised so social engineering look out look out look out for it and ensure that you don't get caught well 823 million people around the world watch messi watched messi Lionel messi received his eighth ballon d'or a lot of people were like no he should have been but well he's already gotten the award and in the same breath 823 million people watched rema sing calm down i'm telling you to calm down today and just listen to rema's calm down if 823 million people at one time listen to your song like what else is there come down rema you know play during the ballon d'or 2023 you know prize giving day kind of <laughs> where messi was awarded his eighth ballon d'or now we move to straight up to the most insightful stories first off i want to say congratulations to south africa i haven't said that yet for winning back to back yes world cup yes their own world cup i'll get back to that later on but we start with the communications authority in kenya looking for 
all searching for a new director general because the search is actually on since Ezra Chiloba was resigned kind of uh, because at first he was accused and suspended or for the allegations but then he resigned you know officially making the position vacant right now the someone who's taking you know who's in charge of the communications authority but they need a substantive director general substantive dg and you're like oh so what exactly you know does a dg do for the communications authority well it's the authoritative regulatory body for information and communication technology or ict in kenya it oversees tele telecommunications cybersecurity, broadcasting me multimedia postal courier services anything within that service yes anything around that and it also plays a pivotal role in the digital future so we're talking digital economy here well you know who to go to communications authority of kenya ca as a regulator the ceo receives about three billion kenyan shillings every financial year and this comes from fees from institutions in the communication space and they also overseeing the universal service fund which is crucial in building the digital divide in or bridging rather digital divide in kenya and there are also other kinds of funds that they get in or that they handle and it's really really important so something else that's also really major for kenya is the rolling out of 5g which is ongoing and is the ca the communications authority that is in charge of that kenya just launched uh, its first locally manufactured smartphone and the communications authority is also in charge of that. Uh, it's, the communication authority is also spearheading the rollout of the nation addressing system and also supposed to start the pilot phase for digital audio broadcasting in Kenya. The DG, the new DG, whoever is going to be, already has, you know, like things cut out for him that he's going to handle. And there's already like a lot to do when he jumps in. And talking about the launch of the smartphone first locally manufactured smartphone in kenya it was officially launched and unveiled on the 30th of october 2023 yes the assembling plant and two locally assembled phones were the things that we saw yesterday and who else who else would be given the privilege you know to do that except the president of kenya william Odo, and the facility to assemble the affordable 4G smartphones is called the East Africa Device Assembly Kenya, EADAK plant. And we're looking at the EADAK in partnership with uh, this is like a Safaricom, Jami Telecom, IITC, which is from um, you know China, and Telemo, which is from China, all coming together to form the EADAK. They're the people who are partnering together to bring uh, this particular smartphone to life and it will have or carry the new brand which already has models in the market and what exactly is the cost right the two devices the neon smarta is selling for 7499 kenyan shillings uh, retail stores as a retail price and the neon ultra will be sold at 8999 kenyan shillings so we know that when we started talking about this early in the year 2023 we talked about a particular maybe 30 percent less than the general price you know or what the retail price is in kenya but it hasn't exactly been as cheap but the president has promised that the government will keep working with stakeholders to reduce the cost of the phone to ensure that the phones are actually affordable 
and that over 60% of phone users, you know, can actually use it. But Safaricom has already introduced most of its features into the phone. And the Ministry of Health, yes, have already bought 100,000 devices for its community health workers in the country. And they're also working to geofence the phones, these which will prevent misuse of government devices outside the health workers' areas of jurisdiction. And in the same vein, the e-citizen of Kenya is already pre-installed in the phone. And it, it's it's a good thing that this is happening. And then let's just start working on making them much more affordable. Now, talking about the e-citizen, while at the launch of the smartphones yesterday, Kenya's president, William Ruto, you know, talked about the Maisha number, the Maisha number that will be launched in December 2023. Earlier on, it was supposed to be launched in October, but then, you know, somehow it just got postponed and nobody really, you know, knew why it got postponed. Now, the president has said that this is going to happen. And once this happens, it's going to open up the identification system to ensure that biometric, you know, ID can actually be used in Kenya. This means that every Kenyan will not have to carry any paper or any plastic or otherwise an ID, right? You're just going to have a virtual ID. Now, this takes me, and I know this is actually both fingerprint and iris, in case you didn't know, uh, because the there's a particular legislation that also came into, you know, into place that would accommodate new biometric citizen registration modality within the framework of an upcoming digital ID system. It's been revised and gazetted ahead of the imminent pilots. This reminds me of what happened with WorldCoin in Kenya and how I was trying to get an interview with them and they packed up and they said, you know what, until Kenya finally like settles their issue with, you know, um, whether or not how they want to go around iris you know identification iris id iris biometric id they would really not touch anything and they were literally sent packing from kenya because according to the kenyan government they really did not get the needed you know, go ahead before they set up shop so with this being gazetted and this being agreed on or revised, it means that biometric data or biometric identification would be a thing in Kenya. Let's wait till December and see how things actually unfold. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.